I am your host, Play, and you have chosen Universal Remote. The saucer gleamed in the moonlight to reveal the precious chrome surface in a single glint before once again disappearing into shadow. Near a rooftop door, the landing struts slowly protrude from the craft as it boils the air and gently displaces the gravel stones of the roof. The door slides open with the quintessential hiss of the exchange of air that occurs and is quickly followed by the beam of light that extends from the interior of the craft. Then the light is off with a flick of a switch. Two forms skulk from the craft to the roof door only to grasp the knob thereof and discover it locked. Undaunted, one presents what appears to be a common universal remote and holds it up to the keyhole and after a brief moment of troubling the air as though boiling it, then the key lock turns and the door gives way to their entry. Upon closing the door behind them, the grounded saucer collapses into so much sand and re-solidifies the concrete between the gravel stones. Given time, surely someone would come to notice that the gravel is no longer as loose as it should be. But the embarrassment at the peculiar discovery is decidedly better than a bird perched in mid-air, wouldn't you say? Inside, the door closing behind these two unwarranted terrestrials seems to echo forever as if behind prison bars. This is as much an unpleasant errand for them as for anyone who may yet encounter the wide-eyed miscreants, for foreign earth is no mother to them. Nor is this their first trespass upon the petrified soil of this building. Further in, down several floors, the universal remote prompts them that they have arrived at the appropriate landing for which they check to see through the small window if anyone is just beyond the door. No one is near, but a penetrating eye through the walls reveals a number of humans still at work. This fact will make the interlopers work all the more pressing. With great care, the door handle is turned and yet clicks with a hissing echo that catalyzes tremors down their spines and a return trip to the back of the skull. No one has turned their head. No one notices them but it is not as though any interrogation would yield a happy interview if anyone were to catch sight of the little gray men. Indeed, one lab boasts an observation window that could betray them, so they crouch under to skulk by. A glass beaker spontaneously flies off the table and crashes to the floor. Having heard this, they freeze, and the alien in the lead glances back to the second, only to see that his thumb has slipped on one of the buttons which upon being observed the second promptly releases that button. Leaving the human to unknowingly rectify their affair, they proceed on in embarrassed disgust. One lab observation window on, and the remote practically squeals as its handler attempts to smother it. The worker therein glances up and stares a while, but can't guess at what it could be and returns to the delightful device before him. This contraption was delivered without explanation as to the origin of it, but he and his team are bluntly tasked with puzzling over its ability, and their success will not be a permissible outcome to the crouching creatures waiting below the window. The one with the remote attempts to emerge from their hiding place only to be grabbed back by the first before he can move an inch, and with a shake of the head and a coiling finger to follow, the two of them stalk toward the door, and the first much more brazenly than before turns the knob. The lone technician raises his head at the apparent intrusion only to witness the door swing on its hinges without anyone following after. The silent door only lingers with a gentle sway and invites the investigation of the technician. He draws near, glances into the hall, and discovers the dark corridor as empty as it ought to be, and can find no fault in the mechanism of the handle that should cause it to spontaneously swing free as it clearly has. 
With a curious shrug, he restores the door with a click of the latch only to return to the lab table and discover the inexplicable absence of the instrument. No other way in or out. He is the only one signed in. He will be blamed for this. Then he looks up to see the door open again as though he had never closed it. Only this time it rests at an angle between being open or closed, perhaps as if someone had just slipped through. Then the tell-tale elevator door ding reverberates against his eardrums like the thunder of a waterfall so that he is through the door in a flash and standing mere feet from the elevator to witness the doors close on two little men. In stunned gust, he watches the elevator indicator climb as one of his compatriots inquires what has him so frustrated before he seizes upon the elevator call button to little avail since it will obviously not return in time for him. The second elevator will soon arrive from the ground floor, but in the interim, the technician yanks the wall phone from its alcove and shouts into the receiver, SECURITY BREACH! The doors part before the alien visitors just before the security alarms blare out. One turns his remote on the elevator, and while the doors close, the rising car from the ground floor also halts midway. With suitable impatience, the frantic technician relinquishes faith in the elevator and springs for the stairwell, where he sprints to the roof only to discover the knob of the final door to be scalding hot. Cradling his burned hand, he shoulders into the door over and over again, and while it should be here volunteered that he is, was not the strongest of men, the intruder's treachery had compromised the mechanism of the handle so that it finally shattered under the abuse, whereupon the man stumbled into a whirlwind in which the alien figure stood at the center of, as the deck plating first manifested beneath their feet and the rest of the saucer coalesced. Standing in the maelstrom, he held their gaze while raising a hand to protect his face. One mistook it for a wave and smiled greedily with a little wave of his own. The other smacked him for the fraternization only to cause the first to fumble with his hands, and out from the sandstorm the remote tumbled to the ground and the technician scooped it up. He saw the other panically bringing the other remote to bear, and after a quick glance at his own the man raised it and chanced a button. In a blink, the malformed craft disappeared into a singularity, leaving behind some remnants of sand to succumb to gravity and fall back down on the rooftop. But not before the dust gave the would-be astronaut a sneezing fit over which he retreated back into the research facility. In the morning, he would have an incredible story to tell.